Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. How's it going? Oh, it's going. It's like I was trying to get ready and I was like, oh, I need to, I forgot to do my dishes. Oh, I, one of my new irises bloomed. I have to go photograph it before it dies or snail eats it. And then it was yeah. like, oh, I need to pick up after Angel because she certainly makes a mess. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm kind of having the same thing. I was reading my book and then working on notes and then eating. And then I was like, oh crap, it's not even 10 minutes before we're supposed to start and I'm not at the computer. So <laughs> that's why I texted you. Oh, that's you and was funny. Like, uh, are we still going at 10? Because I'm finishing up all my shit too. Yeah, that's funny because that's about when I realized I needed to get up. I'm like, oh my God. I was watching the ultimatum. The oh, is there the a last new season out? Yes, I just finished watching it. And I was okay. like, oh my god, I'm gonna fast forward through this drama. Oh, it's the new one that's the queer love, right? Yes, yes, thank okay. you. That's the one. Yeah, for Pride and Month. That, yes, and I didn't realize they have a reunion show. So now I gotta watch the reunion show and figure out what's happening. So it's all very exciting. Oh, and before we start, I would like to talk about a couple of things, if that's okay with you. Sure. Okay, the first one is my kitchen. It's been 17 months. My kitchen is still not done. If any of you have been listening for a while, you know I started with the big orange box store. And I finally decided to file a complaint and why I didn't do it sooner. I, I guess I had too much other stuff going on, but I filed a complaint with the Better Business Bureau and they have already contacted them. So it'll be interesting to see what happens going from here. Quite annoying and five thumbs down, do not recommend. And then the other thing I wanted to say is my daughter so graciously took me to the neurosurgeon the other day, which was... um been a year almost of stressful BS waiting for appointments and trying to figure out what's happening with me. But thank God the neurosurgeon said I do not need brain surgery, which is so awesome. I can't even tell you. I feel like I can finally exhale. They just want to monitor me and I have to go next year for another cat scan but he thinks everything's totally fine and it's nothing to worry about so i can't even tell you what a huge relief that is you're fine i'm fine <laughs> as my mother would say you're fine what's the matter with you for even worrying about it you drama queen you jeez yeah very right? exciting update <laughs> yes and thank you so much for all your love and support through this because it's been very trying you're very welcome Phew! Let's put that behind us. Okay. Oh, the last thing. I'm very excited about this. We have a little less than four months 
before our trip to Scotland. And I am so excited and overjoyed. I started collecting stuff that I for sure want to bring with me and pack and put it on the bed in the guest room. And I'm like, oh my God, this is actually happening. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And considering I have not had a vacation in 23 years, this is the mother of all vacations for me. And I'm really excited. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. That's my spiel that I wanted to get out there. Anything from you? I got nothing. You got nothing. I got nothing to update. I'm just ready to talk about this book. All right. So let's go. Let's do it. Okay, so today's book is Bitten by Flame by Kimber White, and it is book one in the Dragonborn Daughters series. Yes, I agree. Mm, that's... that's what we're going to review. Okay, good. So far, so good. <laughs> so yeah, we're <laughs> off to a rip-roaring start. Yeah, I think I read this book two weeks ago because this was supposed to be last week's episode and we never recorded for it. Well, yeah, by the time this comes out, it was supposed to be last week's episode. So yeah, I'm all thrown off. So I've already read this book a long time ago. And then I already read the next book for the podcast. So going over the notes was good for me this morning because I'm like, I don't even fucking remember this book at all. Yeah, I should have done the same thing. Because seriously, I'm like, I barely remember what was the name of the book we read? I have no idea. So yeah, it'd be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I did the same thing. So Anyway, so the book starts with a prologue, which I thought was pretty cool. Kind of an interesting start to the book, but also kind of sets the stage for the whole series. In the prologue, it says that the shifters and mages went to war and that dragons died, except for this person who's speaking in the prologue. Um, This person says that they killed her beloved mate named Magnus, and she ended up giving birth to five sons. Mm -hmm. And then from those five sons, she had five granddaughters and and she wears a stone for each of them around her neck. It says a garnet to represent Cassia, our halfling born of a human mother, an opal for Amelia, the wolf shifter who carries her own fire, a ruby for Phaedra, born of a fire match, a diamond for Daniela, who wars with the twin halves of herself. Um, she says she's wolf and tiger, which is interesting. And mm-hmm. then she has a sapphire for Giselle, who holds the deep secret of them all and then she also mentions something called the ring which is an organization that's preyed on human spheres of what they can't control and that this ring carved up the cities and forced shifters and magic users back into hiding or bondage and she says the cycle just keeps repeating itself yeah i really like the description in the beginning of this prologue because we know from experience that i'm sure there's going to be a book for each one of the granddaughters yes yeah so she did a pretty good job in the prologue of setting that all up setting up that this is basically an urban fantasy Mm-hmm. So then in chapter one, chapter one is from somebody else's point of view. Her name is Cassia. She's one of those granddaughters that was mentioned in the prologue. Uh, she is at a bar looking for someone who can help her find a smuggler named Colm. And she's speaking with a bear shifter named Hurley and asking him for help. And she shows him a photograph of her father. Her father is Xander, also mentioned in the prologue. In the photo is also a picture of her mother. And Hurley basically threatens her a little. He kind of agrees to help her, but he demands $200, which I guess 
because of what's happening in the world is a lot of money and it's like actual money. I think they have like credits or something that they're using, but she has actual cash, which is like more valuable. Yeah. More valuable. And she says that she's trying to find Colm because she's trying to find someone who's been in and out of Chicago in the last year. And she also needs someone who knows their way around the border checkpoints. I guess where they currently are is called the neutral zone. She says it's actually not that neutral and better places would be a place called the Oasis Territory, which is the Yukon, Wild Lake, Michigan, and a wild ridge further north. So this all takes place like in the Midwest, which was kind of interesting. Books don't usually take place there, I feel like. Yes, and if I was reading this book correctly, the Oasis is the good place where everybody wants to be. And the neutral zone is where they are. And the ring is basically the territory in between them, trying to stop them from getting to the oasis. I could be totally wrong because it's been a long time since (laughs) I read this book. Yeah. No, I don't I don't think it was very clear, probably because there are so many books in this series. So she's gonna like explain it more in the other books. To me, I felt like the ring was like government organization that kind of controls the shifters and where they go. Right. And so yes. maybe it's a location and the people in that location. It's yeah, it was a little confusing. Uh so then the next chapter is in Colm's point of view, and he is being drawn to this location because he can sense Hurley's bloodlust. So he ends up going to where Hurley is, which of course is where Cassia is. And as soon as he sees her, he says, twin urges clashed in my core. I wanted to rip Hurley apart and I wanted to touch the girl. And of course he He can't tell what she is, right? She's a... some kind of shifter, but he can't can't tell no, what she is. Yeah, he doesn't know what she is, but I liked this because her hair is rainbow colored for some reason. Yeah. And <laughs> he thinks that the breeze lifted um, the hair off of her shoulders and it says wave after wave of color flew around her face. Just the tiniest hint of crimson showed through on some th- strands. So that was kind of cool because she has rainbow hair, but he can kind of see like the red for like the, I guess for mm-hmm. her dragon thing. He also thinks the urge to taste her blasted through me once more and she would taste like fire and cinnamon. Yes. Are you in chapter two? Yes. Or- Okay, so we find out that she wants to hire him to try to find her mother and father who have disappeared. And she does tell him, my father's a full-blooded dragon and my mother is human. They never would have left on their own. Something is wrong. And she needs him to help her navigate through this corridor and find her parents. And he's really shocked because... He didn't think there were still any living dragons. I don't think that she tells him that he's a dragon, but maybe she does. Like I said, I read this book a while ago. Yeah, I have it in quotation marks directly from the book. So I'm assuming it's correct. Okay, then we'll (laughs) go with that. Okay. No, because when I was doing my notes this morning, later in the book, she starts freaking out when he realizes that she's a dragon. And then he, there's this whole dialogue between the two of them where he's like, oh, that means your dad is a dragon. And she freaks out that he now knows that they're dragons. But Okay. 
There was a lot of weird shit in this book, so it's possible that it was in the beginning and they did have this weird reveal. Well, it's totally... No, I think you're right. I'm sorry. Well, she says my mother was human and he... Yes, he says he's a full-blooded dragon. And she says, well, my mother was human. So yeah, he does tell her that he realizes that I guess her parents were fated mates. Yes. And she says to him, you're the only one I've ever told who I was or who my father was. And yeah, he, it's he really knows weird. She's Go not ahead. in full control of her abilities. That was one of the things that bugged me about this book is that she's all about rescuing her parents and she has, you know, her mother and father and, oh, they would never leave me without telling me and I know something's wrong. So I have to rescue them. That's like her whole mission throughout the whole book. But then at the same time, it's like she was never told anything really about her abilities. She doesn't really have flight training. Right. So I'm like, what is it? Do your parents love you unconditionally or were they keeping a lot of secrets from you? and they kept you hidden away and you didn't really grow up with them because she's like off on her own doing her own thing. I don't know. It's, this book was kind of weird. In some well, I, th- I think her parents kept her hidden because dragons, there's something about dragons, their magic or their blood or something. And her parents were trying to hide her so that no one would harm her, I think. Then they'd have yeah. to hide all the kids, right? Uh, probably, yeah. I'm sure all the daughters are like that. She tells him his name and of course he thinks that she was familiar and that there was a magnetic pull to her that could only be dangerous. And right. yeah, so her parents' names are Xander and Shay Brandhart. They went missing about a year ago. She says that they were like, smugglers and he says well my price might be higher than you could afford and she says i'm willing to give you anything you want he thinks oh i want it i wanted it all starting and ending with her but she does have something other than cash she also has a dragon stone ring which is basically valuable and can buy him passage out of the neutral zone so he's very intrigued now that he knows she has this ring but he really does not trust her and he thinks that she's a spy from the ring sent to trap him. And yeah, so I thought that was kind of odd. Questioning her. Right. I guess because he's a big deal in the smuggling world. So he he thinks it might be a trap. But yeah, because he's a- he smuggles people to the Oasis. Isn't that right? Yeah. So he is intrigued, but he also is cautious. So he takes her someplace to kind of verify her story. He has a a wizard that he knows named Cyrus. So he takes Cassia there to verify the story, like I said. And while he's talking to Cyrus, he says that, or Cyrus says that a shifter transport of 20 people went sideways along the Michigan-Canada border, and that is when Xander went missing. So now he basically believes that her story is correct because his friend corroborated it. But of course, while he's inside talking to his friend, he leaves Cassia like outside in the back alley or something or leaves her in the lobby of the building or something. She's not with him, basically. Right, she's by herself. So she gets cornered by some people while she's alone and they want to taste her magic because this wizard is doing some weird like drug house thing where people like yeah 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 opium den blood magic that these people are all high on so these junkies 
kind of smell her and of course she smells different or Mm -hmm. basically they attack her she is able to kind of protect herself because she has small bursts of energy because she's the half human half dragon and so then while she's being attacked by these people she ends up getting like wings that pop out of her back and she's able to like I don't even want to call it fly away. She like, at some point in the book, my note said she's a pogo stick because anytime something happens, she like pops off and like shoots up into the sky really fast. (laughs) Yeah, she's, she's able not really to fly, but she's able to lift up. She's also when people touch her, her blood, her one of her defenses isn't that it that her blood heats up and they end up burning their hands by touching her. Mm -hmm. He comes out because he could hear her scream or something he still doesn't believe her and he wants to like know for sure that she's not one of these witch junkies herself and that she's not a spy (laughs) Mm -hmm. so he insists on tasting her blood to convince himself it was kind of weird but it was also kind of hot because i thought he was gonna bite her but he just cuts a like a little tiny bit on her lip to get the blood um okay so but now he's tasted her blood so now his wolf is going full-blown feral and has inner dialogue that now happens throughout the rest of the book that says want need mine (laughs) yes okay so when they get to the cabin in the woods he just leaves her there for the night and says she'll be safe and he ends up going for a run Because, of course, he's fighting against this whole wolf instinct Mm -hmm. to claim her. We find out that he's not really keen on having a mate because mates are a weakness. We've seen this in other books, right? Mates are a weakness. Yeah. can be used against you. And people could take your mate and hold them hostage and force you to do things. Or if they die, you could go into mate. All these things, right? We know we've been here before. We've done this, you know, this dance. And it would certainly all happen to me. All of the above terrifies me to have feelings for people. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Why is that funny? It's terrifying. It's a whole new level of, I'm more fucked up than you Paranoid. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Just when you think you're in the basement of my psychosis, I I throw something new into the agenda and you're like, huh, something else that she's crazy about. All right. Yeah, then... Then you're like, oh, there's a wine cellar too. Let's keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is Uh, the depth. That's when they say I have depth, that's what they mean. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. My underground Uh, parking levels. Lisa, not boring. Mm hmm. All right. Oh my god, that's so funny. All right, he's doing his whole pouting thing in the woods, woe is me. Mm-hmm. And while he's doing that, there's a big explosion in the cabin that Cassia's in. He's so ridiculous. So he's all worried about her because there's this big thing happening at the cabin. He goes to check on her. She's, of course, fine because she's fireproof. Right. But then he still doesn't believe that she isn't a spy. He says he wants way more money than he originally agreed upon. All these things. I've lost everything now. How am I supposed to trust you? My cabin's destroyed. Nobody on earth knew about this cabin. (laughs) And then you show up and the shit's gone. Right. He thinks she... She did it, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's still questioning her. I'm sorry, but I have to say, if this is a faded mate's book, in my mind, a faded mate always wants to love and protect their mate. And he is suspicious and angry 
Yes, he is. He questions her constantly, even though he knows, even though his wolf knows, he still doesn't want to believe it. He doesn't want to trust her. I don't get I, it. I almost, it's like, I almost feel because she says to him, maybe it was your wizard friend back there that told people about us. And it seemed to me, everybody that comes in contact with her, even if they're on the side of good, they become dragon blood zombies and they throw all of their moral compasses to the wind and they become hyper-focused on her and wanting to taste her or her power or her magic whatever it is i think that's fair to say but then also i feel like they're all so desperate because they're all in this shitty situation that they're just kind of doing whatever it takes even if it means that they're turning into bad people themselves well this may be another level Maybe this is an up elevator about me, but I like to think that no matter how much, how shitty my reality has gotten or my situation has gotten, that I would not throw away the base core of who I believe I am, which is a decent, good person. So it was huh. hard for me to read this. Was it? I feel like I would crumble like a stack of cards. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying I wouldn't. I'm just saying in my mind, it helps me cope with who I am more to believe that I am a trustworthy, honorable person who would not sell someone else down the river for my own personal advancement. Mm. And it could be it could be false, but it's what it is. <laughs> Okay. Remind me. Remind me if if we get in a situation in Scotland, I'll know not to look at you for any kind of help whatsoever because you're all about saving yourself. Wasn't this already established when we had that conversation with Trev about how she was the one bailing you out if some shit goes down, not me? Yes. Yes, it was my uh, my my new favorite daughter, Trev. Correct. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> And I loved how instantly you were texting her to not bail me out of jail at the same time she was texting me that she would start saving money to bail me out of jail. Like, well, two sides of the same coin. Uh-huh. Okay, so I guess he ends up believing her or he doesn't believe her still, but he's willing to continue on because now he's getting paid three times what he originally asked for. So now they're starting their adventure to Lake Erie to find her parents or at least some information as to what happened to them. He leaves Cassio with a friend of his named Stella and he goes to meet one of his friends named Dan because he's trying to get supplies and a car to help on their journey. But while he's there with Dan, there's an ambulance Bush and he gets attacked by what I'm assuming is a bear. It is the it bear. Like it's a Hurley. Hurley sent these bear shifters after him because Hurley was a bear shifter. And he thinks to himself, if he if it were one-on-one, -on -one, he would win. But there are so many bears, he's probably going to die. Yeah, so the chapter ends with him getting attacked. Then the next chapter is in her point of view. And she has some sort of instinct that Colm is injured or in danger. So she goes out looking for him and she finds him. And of course, he's bleeding all over the place because of these wounds. And then this was really great gross because she ends up cutting herself and then dripping her blood into his wounds to heal him. So this is what I have to say about that. This is a good uh, example of how you would run away and I would be there. He is her fated mate. And if her blood's going to heal him, of course she's going to cut herself and bleed into his wounds or make him drink her blood. I would do the same thing. <laughs> 
but you, you no, apparently would not. No, I'm just saying reading it was really gross because usually, and even my oh. note says, like, I feel like this was more gross than if he had drank her blood to heal himself. Because usually they would drink the other person's blood, right? But something about oh, her, they... like, dripping her blood into oh. his wounds, I was like, this is disgusting. Okay, I don't understand that, but okay. Uh, for I me, did... it would be the reverse, drinking somebody's blood. I don't want to taste it. Well, I don't want to taste it either. I didn't say there was logic here in my mind. I was just saying. That. Oh, all right. Okay. For some reason, it grossed me out, even though if he was drinking her blood, I would not have been grossed out. And it, There's not and much I method sorry. to my madness. There isn't. You are shocked about my underground parking lot, but let me tell you, I learn things about you all the time, which is why I love doing this with you. It's like the uh, New York subway system in here, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is scary. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or Bart. Oh, That's gosh. almost as scary. So, okay. So, he, yeah, he realizes that Hurley sold the information, and this is kind of what's causing all these issues for them. It all leads back to Hurley. All leads back to where the book started. Mm -hmm. And then at some point, he realizes that she's a dragon herself, and my note is he still doesn't believe her and her motives. And she's still desperate to convince herself to him. Con convince him. Of Did that of make her. sense when I said that? No, it didn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as soon I as I said it, I was like... That's not what I'm supposed to be saying right now, but I can't think of the way to phrase it to make it make sense. Make it make sense. That's just he's, my thing today. <laughs> yes. he's try She needs to convince him that she is really on the up and up. I knew what you meant, so it's yes. totally fine. You're fine. Okay, good. Okay, good. You're fine. You're fine. Okay, good. Now they finally hate fuck. Um, but then my note is that this whole thing had me questioning my own anatomy and my what? own body. Because at one point, he thinks about how her little bud grew hard as a rock as she moaned. Do clits do this before you orgasm? Yes. Yes, they okay. do. Okay. See, I was questioning everything about myself. Oh, my and, God. But it was it's very... a good thing you have me around to um, continue to educate you and thank you for making me have to say that on our podcast but yeah it's true i just don't i mean i guess i'm not really paying attention to that well part. i was gonna say but... how often that you got your hand down there while that's happening but why don't, don't answer that <laughs> <laughs> oh my god There's a lot of books I read where <laughs> women are doing that, so I don't want to know if you're doing that. Please leave some mystery there. <laughs> Good God. Oh my God. All right. Yeah. No, I was just going to say it was weird to read it phrased like that in a book, but okay. But my real point, the thing that really stood out for me, honestly, during this scene was okay, he finally goes to have sex with her and he goes and he just immediately puts her legs over his shoulders. I'm like, really, dude? This is how you start? Guys start that way. I'm not. I he, mean, I. They didn't. They didn't say it was good sex. Oh, and the other thing is they. He. She's a freaking virgin. Here we go again. Okay. No, I need to actually read it as it's phrased in the book. Because when I read this, oh, okay. I was like, what the fuck is actually happening here? Okay. Go ahead. He thinks. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. 
This uh, whole scene just left me so confused. So right. he thinks she stretched to accommodate me and instinct told me she'd been a virgin. That shocked me for a moment, then spurred me on. What instinct is this? I, that's my question. Well, in the wall? I don't know. I, this whole sentence didn't make any sense to me. What instinct? The, that's like saying not, that you're so sensitive you can feel her hymen. Which yeah, I also I mean. fucking hate in a book. Yes. Please stop making these women virgins. Good God. Yeah, I don't know, but it's a shifter world. It's magic. It's all different. Who knows what their sexual experience is like? You can't compare it to a human experience. Apparently Maybe they not. do. Yeah, apparently they have an instinct that tells them when a woman is a virgin. But if it was his instinct, why didn't he know that beforehand? Why was it only after he threw her legs over his shoulders? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. I, okay. Okay. All right. Now we're at the 60% point in the book and I'm basically sick of both characters because he keeps doing the want, need, mind thing and he keeps accusing her of being a spy or forcing her to prove herself. Mm -hmm. And she keeps doing the wings popping out of her back and flying away or jumping away sort of thing. That has all happened so, multiple times at this point. Well, I applaud you for making it through 60% of the book before you were sick of them because I was sick of them at about 20% of the book. Okay. So go ahead. Continue. Like I said, she can't fly. She can only jump up really high and then she glides down and she also is not graceful about it. And she's also not the only one who can do this partial shift thing because I think Colm can do it also which i thought was really weird they continue on their journey and they do find her mother they think that her dad destroyed this town and was turned by the ring into this basically um weapon but it turns out that he wasn't turned by the ring um his mother her mother and father actually planned this entire situation in an attempt to take down the ring once and for all, which yeah. I'm like, what in the actual fuck is happening here? And why wouldn't they tell their daughter this? Right. Her dad basically says, he says that it was a false rumor that they planted and bait that they used to try to get the ring involved. And she says, you meant to get captured. And they say it was the only way to get behind enemy lines. And she says, or one of them says, what were you looking for? And he says, we had credible intel that the ring had developed a weapon, something strong enough to control dragons, that the ring is working on something to break faded mate bondings and trigger mating sickness. So I guess that's why they risked all of this. But I still don't understand why but they wouldn't have that... told the daughter. Yeah, because isn't that all the more reason to tell them, hey, you need to be careful. This is what the ring is at doing. God about the Tyrannosaurus. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> One of my highlights was in the book. The sentence is, these men had been turned by a tyrannous alpha. But when mm -hmm. I read it, I read it as Tyrannosaurus Alpha. And I was real confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been hanging around your mother too long. With us with dinosaurs, yes. 
Yeah, I, I mean, it's wolves and bears and dragons. So a Tyrannosaurus is really not that <laughs> off the mark here. That's right. And it also, I think, threw me off because the Tyrannus is capitalized. Like yeah. Tyrannosaurus Rex would be capitalized. Uh, everything ends well for them. He ends up marking her finally at the end of the book. He says, my mark was deep permanent i bound her to me for all time and my last highlight from the whole book is where he kisses her palm <laughs> yeah so what'd you think this was not a book for me i've said a million times and i will say it again i'm not a writer i apologize in advance to the author because this is not my skill set but i know what i like when i read and i didn't I didn't like this book at all. Uh, I think that's why I stopped taking notes after three or four chapters. I, I find out, and you know, it's, it could be me, but I really don't like the enemies to lovers. I, I can't forgive the guy for being mean to her, never believing her. I didn't like the fact that she was a virgin. And I didn't like the fact that the story, when it came out about her parents... I was with you. I'm like, what is happening? Why wouldn't her parents tell them? But, you know, I would probably only give this book maybe two dry panties. But that's me. Okay, you're not, actually not that far off from me. Because I was saying two wet panties. Because mm. I didn't like how his wolf was always making demands of him. This book was kind of a bummer because I liked the prologue. I liked the setup. I was yes. like, okay, like each mm -hmm. daughter. And like each daughter is not the same sort of shifter they're all different so they're all mm -hmm. gonna have different stories i really didn't like the fact that she had like the wing thing going on where she could fly but not really fly and she had some powers but they really zapped her him constantly questioning her didn't make sense to me and then it just got repetitive and really annoying question her a little bit at the beginning i could totally believe that yeah really mm -hmm. smuggler he should be questioning her but the fact that he kept doing it repeatedly was really what bothered me i guess we're about the same in our rating so and then um let me say our next book because i realized after we recorded the last episode that we never announced that this book was the next pick our next book is i didn't even notice that <laughs> Yeah, I realized, but that's okay. Maybe because I knew. I knew our next pick. Go ahead. So our next book is Scepter by Jay Bree. Yeah, so what have you read in the interim? I'm sure a crap ton of stuff. Oh my gosh. I have read a lot of stuff. Let's Maybe see. Maybe I should start then because you're going to be talking forever. So <laughs> I... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> terrible okay so i finished a book i uh zoe ashwood that's called i'm a i apparently i love orcs her orc husband i finished that book which we had I just told her... you about that you must have just devoured that well i did because we taken so long to record again that i kind of just went off and started doing my own thing i also finished the uh anubis book okay how was it uh, alessa thor it was great i love her books yeah so i will definitely read the next one i started reading the blood prince also by alessa thorne but what happened was 
Finley Fenn finally dropped uh, The Beauty and the Orcs. And I, everything went into slow motion. I had to dump everything I've ever thought of doing and started reading this book because there's something about the way that Finley Fenn writes where I feel like I'm instantly sucked into the story. Mm-hmm. She's probably my favorite orc writer. I just freaking love her. That's funny because I think my favorite person is actually actually zoe ashwood oh my gosh yeah another orc person that's well, what i mean you know, yeah for my favorite orc person i say that she's my favorite she's i have so many favorite authors i can't even but for orcs it's definitely finley fan for whatever reason her stuff is so hot and so twisted and so graphic <laughs> and so fucking over the top I cannot believe my heart doesn't stop racing through the entire thing. It freaks me out so badly, but I cannot get enough of it. That's awesome. Apparently another parking lot, (laughs) underground parking lot level, but we will skip that for now. Yeah, I love her. It's not an underground parking lot. It's a water park, remember? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, I would have so, I was thinking about if I ever met her because I did send her a message when she kept, she was counting down the days till she dropped this book. And I finally put a post on her Facebook page that said, you need to stop. You are literally killing me. Every time I read it, there's a spike in my blood pressure and my heart rate. And I was thinking if I ever got to meet her and talk to her, once I could actually form a cohesive sentence, I would definitely, my first question would be how and why did you come up with the water park of cum that these orcs have. <laughs> I think her response would be, why not? Yeah, I'm sure you're right. All right. I'll think of a I'll think of a better question. Nice. Okay. I like it. Okay. So, so what are you reading? So I also read Her Orc Husband by Zoe Ashwood. That <laughs> book came out in May. So that's a newer book. So at this point, I've read all of her books in this Yeah, series. me too. Did um, you like I, it? I did. I did really me like too. it, actually. I did too. And yeah, I liked all of them. Um, a book that I absolutely devoured, and if people have been living under a rock and never go mm-hmm. on Bookstagram, then you might not have heard of this book. But a book that is just everywhere on Instagram and absolutely worth the hype that I read and literally read in about a day and a half, not even, I think it was technically less than 24 hours, was Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. It was fucking amazing. So I highly Apparently I'm under a rock. Okay, I don't know her or this book. Uh, You really wouldn't know it unless you're on Instagram and everybody I see on Instagram has read it, loved it. This is the book that I requested from the library because it's actually kind of expensive. Mm -hmm. And the library was like three month wait. And I was like, oh, it's going to kill me, but I'll wait. And I ended up getting it in about two and a half weeks from the library, which was also a testament to how fast everybody who reads it. Yeah, I was going to say. Yes, I was going to say, because everybody read it in less than 24 hours. So what's her name again? Rebecca Yaros, Y-A-R-R-O-S. Okay. It was really good, and it's the start of a new series. And so, okay, so here's just an example. So I was taking screenshots from, like, the 
Libby app as I waited. And it said, you are 72nd in line. And I started at 151 in line. It says <laughs> there's 60 copies in use, 427 people waiting in total, seven Holy people moly. waiting per copy. And it says wow. your library has acquired 38 additional copies since you placed your Crap. hold. That's oh my gosh. <laughs> that's how many people were wanting this book that every time I checked it, it had some outrageous stat like that. Had you heard of her before? this book and does she have a lot of books out do you know i had not heard of her before this book but she does have other books out okay and so but this is the start of a new series and do you know what genre can you give me an idea it's not enemies to lover is is it it's not an omega verse is it i mean i would consider it probably enemies to lovers um okay it is dragons it's a war college so it's like got the academy aspect it's got mm. the dragon aspect she goes to this university it's kind of like hunger games um harry potter it's kind of like a lot of things mixed together but done really well so it's just like a was a really good read so i'm definitely going to read the next book when it comes out oh so you have to wait your favorite yeah, thing no nothing else is out yet by in that series which is a real bummer wow um, yeah i i'm probably the only person on the face of the earth that did not like harry potter if you're not reading it as a kid it's not really for you i feel like a lot of people like it because they read it when it came out when they were kids themselves like me so right sure yes I, and i was way older yeah and i wouldn't say it's like my favorite book series of all time but i think at the time it was pretty revolutionary i also tried to read heavenly bodies by imani eru i'm totally screwing up her name and i apologize but i had to dnf it at 60 percent because i was not that into it wow. and then i read the scepter which is our next book so oh yeah i read that too so whenever you want thank god it was a short book because i just had too much going on right now and um I, I was able to get through it very relatively quickly so i'd be ready for my finley fen book so that's what you're gonna do this weekend read that <laughs> god yeah all what right the other what? thing oh i read the prologue i got the prologue from finley fen and even though the beauty and the and the orcs is about male on male. The prologue was so fucking hot. I don't know. It's the first time. Well, it's probably the second time I've read male on male because I've read, I think I read one of Bree's books and I was like, this book is really hot. Yeah, they can and be. They, they can be. Holy crap. And then, uh, oh, also J.R. Ward has a male on male couple in it. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this is so fucking hot. And uh, it, it surprised me that it uh, affects me that way. But you learn yes. something every day. Yes. Yeah, you, you don't know if it's a limit until you read it. <laughs> Apparently, when it comes to that kind of stuff, there is no limit for me. Mm -hmm. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So that was that's exciting. What are you going to do for the rest of the weekend? Um, we are taking the oldest tomorrow to get her photos for her birthday party. So we're going to take her, like I told you, we're going to take her to the park to do the photos. Well, that's interesting because he said he was coming over here because he was going to pick up my vanity and bathtub. Oh, uh, well, maybe. This isn't until tomorrow afternoon, like evening. So. Oh, 
why are you going so late? Because um, we're going to try to do it around like sunset time or like not too bright. But and also the weather's been shit. Did you notice it's supposed to rain tonight? Did you notice that it rained a little today already? Yes. I I kept looking I at the ground and I'm like, it's either very misty or it rained. Yeah, because I saw rain going off over the the covering that I have in the um, the patio area. Mm. I was like, oh, well, thank God I brought all my gardening tools in because I <laughs> put together another one of those stupid freaking metal planter things. And I swear to God, it's death by a thousand cuts. That's why it says to wear gloves. I had gloves on, but the problem is you have to put this gasket around the top of it where the panels overlap. It's so thick that it's very difficult to get the gasket on there mm. and so i took my glove off i did wear gloves but I, I one i cut myself through the glove and two oh god um i went to put the gasket on i had to take my glove off because i couldn't get it over this one area and i ended up slitting the uh. the side of my left hand i thought i was gonna have to get stitches i was like jesus Ugh. christ but it seems better i've been Thank God for Neosporum and Band-Aids is all I got to say. But yeah, no yeah, kidding. Like, I, I, I have three more of these to put together. Or two oh more. Two you're more to put survive together. it. I won't. I think your husband should do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you can have that conversation. <laughs> well, you know, everything I have a conversation with him about goes in one ear and out the other. So. So, yeah, exactly. Welcome to my world. Well, I wish I had known that before I went out and bought all this stuff to remodel the bathroom. I foolishly believe when someone says, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. They mean, sure, no problem. That was Rookie my mistake. mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Uh, so, um, I'm sure you're grateful I went grocery shopping yesterday since you told me I'm a pest to mankind in general by going to the grocery store at the crack of dawn on Saturday. I'm not allowed to do that since I'm retired. And part of me understands that because I used to hate that when I was working and people, old retired people were in the store. I'm like, get the fuck out of the store, go during the week. But I go so early, nobody's there. I seriously, I went in to the grocery store. I was standing at the far right-hand side of the store and I looked up towards the butcher section, which is in the far left-hand section of the store. There wasn't one person there. I almost took a picture to send it to you and go, see, I'm not bothering anyone. <laughs> True. <laughs> I'm <not> bothering. <laughs> Get off my case. That's hilarious. All right. Uh, apparently my usefulness is over at this point of my life and I'll just stay home. On Saturdays, yes. <laughs> Good God. Okay. Thanks a lot. To the cold, uh... clammy fingers of death come to claim me. No, go into the warm embrace of Finley Fen. You like it there. I. Oh, and you know what else? While I was sewing, I'm listening once again to my favorite um, Lisa Klapis. The Li Lisa Klapis is one of my favorite audiobook people to listen to. And my favorite book by her, I'm listening to again. It's probably for the third time called The Devil in Disguise. Mm -hmm. And it's about a really hot looking Scotsman and the narrator is a woman, but she talks in a very deep Scottish accent when she's reading his part. And it's just so goddamn hot. It's probably the hottest book. I agree with you. I have also listened to that audiobook, and I really <laughs> like that narrator. So. I yeah. love her. Yeah, I agree. 
Okay. All right. Well, you enjoy yeah, your picture recording. taking. Yes, absolutely. I'm glad we got this done, babe. Yeah, me too. All right. Take care. All right. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bonded Books Podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com. And check the show notes for a link to all of our social media.